0: Hey, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Hannah and Eric Birding. We're a couple of birders that are bringing you this podcast to share our adventures and some nerdy birdie things.
1: And like always, she's Hannah, and I'm Eric.
0: And we like to talk about different birding topics on this podcast. We've done interviews, and that's one of the things that we're going to bring you today. But just a couple of disclaimers first. We're not experts by any means, in anything, and anything <laughs> that we discuss that's controversial, we hope that you'll keep an open mind about, but also remember that what we discuss, there are our own opinions, as well as the opinions of our guests.
1: Yeah. So, um, this week, we've got, uh, we've got an interview, we've got um, to talk about our trip to Costa Rica that we just got back from. But uh, first, there's a ton of news and a ton of things in birding news (laughs) that's going on.
0: So uh, spring migration is starting, and we ourselves have had a couple FOSs, which stands for...
1: First
2: of Season.
0: Uh, birds, including osprey, turkey vultures, and those sorts of things are returning to Oregon. And it sounds like warblers are beginning to move through the south as well.
1: We had a couple moving just the other day up here too. We had orange orange crowns and yellow rumps that started showing up.
0: Yeah, so if you haven't already done so, take a look at BirdCast to see what's moving through your area, and we'll include the uh, information to get on BirdCast in our show notes. So you can do that if you haven't done so already. Or check out our Facebook where we reshared them the other day.
1: Yeah, just... Two days ago, three days ago, something, something like, like that.
0: that. Yeah. Um, so for rare birds showing up, there's been a couple unusual things, and of course Texas is leading the pack yeah, with as that. it always does. <laughs> <laughs> um, at least in birds. At least in birds. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's been crimson-collared grosbeak, yellow grosbeak, and tomalepus crow, all of which are Code Four ABA birds, and there's also been a blue-footed booby in California, which is also a Code Four. Huh.
1: So that's Hommel's Crow, is that uh like continuing, do you know? Or is it just
0: Um I think it popped up recently. Oh, so it, so
1: it's a new a new one, not the one that was not the group that was there last no, November? No, oh. two Novembers ago. Two Novembers ago?
0: Yeah, when oh, we man. were down there.
1: Jesus. I it's, didn't realize it's been a yeah. long <laughs> um,
0: so in addition to that, the champions of the flyway, which is a, a birding competition that we talked about a couple episodes ago that recently finished up and they had raised $76,300. And
1: that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Through the efforts of these teams to, to raise money towards, um, conservation of vultures in Africa, which is such a noble thing. I think to raise money for, because most people don't like vultures. A lot of people in the U S still call them buzzards and they think that they're just circling carcasses. So they're just such a misunderstood species. And, you know, we need them on Earth. Not yeah. only are they super cool because of what they do, but they're also necessary.
1: Yeah. California condors, they're they are vultures. They're in the same family. Yeah. We need to conserve them.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, so it seems like we're still waiting to find out the results as to who won the competition. But all the teams, I'm sure... Well, it sure... sounds like
1: vultures won the competition. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Kind of, kind of what it sounds like to me. $76,000 towards vultures. Oh, wow, Eric. They're the winners.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm just <laughs> such a nerd. Uh, but anyways, all the teams, I'm sure, had just an amazing experience and did a lot to contribute to towards vulture conservation. I hope someday that we can go. So if you guys want to raise money on our behalf, we would be so glad to represent...
1: And the flyway,
0: You all. <laughs> and who wants to join our team? Because <laughs> we don't have the birds of the Middle East.
1: <laughs> I don't know any birds over there.
0: Every bird would be new. <laughs> so anyways, there's a few festivals and events coming up that you might want to look into. Uh, Galveston is having their Feather Fest in like maybe next week or two weeks from now.
1: Yeah, but real that's, soon.
0: That's a pretty big festival out on uh, Galveston. As well as the Atlanta Bird Fest which I've heard that one's really cool too. Godwit Days in Arcata, California, which I was really hoping we could get to this year, but I guess not.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it's going to work out this year. Yeah,
0: (laughs) it just popped up all of a sudden. I didn't realize. All of a
1: sudden we're in bird bird festival season. Oh, my gosh they're um, all here
0: <laughs> point Reyes birding and nature festival is coming up as well as the biggest week in birding which is in may and i feel like every year i say we're gonna go to that
1: and we never go we we're gonna good. go i swear <laughs> not this year next year we're gonna do it
0: again if you guys want to raise money for us to go to the <laughs> festival <laughs> no i'm just kidding um There's also a couple woodpecker festivals, which I know are of special interest to Eric because he loves woodpeckers. There's exciting. There's one in Michigan (laughs) and also one in Oregon.
1: Michigan's at the end of April and Oregon's at the end of May.
0: Yeah, and we didn't (laughs) go to the Oregon one. Uh, We haven't been there yet, but we did a field trip that was like a week before to the logging roads. And we got how many woodpeckers?
1: I don't remember. It was ridiculous. It was, a ridiculous it, it it was like, all but one of the possible woodpeckers for the area. So I think it was, it was like twelve of thirteen. Yeah, twelve of thirteen, I think.
0: Which is pretty cool. Um, also, the Global Big Day is coming up on May fourth, so uh, plan your routes for that day so you can participate.
1: Yeah, get as many birds as you can on May fourth. Yeah. May the fourth be with you.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what's right.
1: May the fifth? I can't remember.
0: (laughs) There's a response to that. Yeah, there
1: is a response to that. I don't don't remember what it is. We'll think about it. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Eric, uh, you have some pretty exciting news to share.
1: I do. So um, I'm in the 1000 Club with Hannah now. So um, while we were in Costa Rica, I got my thousandth life bird, um, the Montezuma Oropendula, which is pretty good that it was a memorable bird. It wasn't something like a...
0: Acorn woodpecker?
1: Well, I, I wish it was an acorn wood. I wish I would have got a woodpecker for my thousand, but anyways, at least it wasn't something that I I wouldn't remember very well, like a like an Epitamax fly flycatcher or something, some some something that would be Just really hard fly flycatcher. Yeah, something something that would be really difficult. At least it, I mean, for for me, it's kind of exciting. There was a really colorful, like
0: oh, they're beautiful, yeah, and they make cool noises.
1: A fantastic like a. boop, boop.
0: But also one thing that I think is really cool is after like looking at the thousandth bird that when we were on like the, you know, the verge of getting that, I started thinking like, well, why is that cool? You know, it's just a thousand birds. And then I started thinking about, which I mean is a huge accomplishment. Not to, well, you're there too. Not to belittle a little out at all. (laughs) But what I started thinking was about the 10% club. And so (laughs) I was super excited when I hit 10, uh, 1,042 birds because I think there's something like 10,418 listed on eBird of mm-hmm. birds. And so 10, 1,042 would be the 10% club. The 10% club. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty excited that I finally reached that.
1: <laughs> Do you know what was your bird that got you to the 10%? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Weren't paying that close attention.
0: No. I mean, it was like birds left and right. <laughs> birds left and right. <laughs> You know how it is when we go to foreign know, places when, that we've never been before. Well,
1: that's the that's the awesome thing about when you when you get to travel internationally, especially to like a different like of different continent. This wasn't a different continent, but it's like basically like a different continent when you go from North America, like the United States, to Central America. It's
0: completely different.
1: Completely different birds. But so, also like everything's every, a lifer.
0: But like Ecuador, like blew everything out of the water. And I hate to keep laboring on ecuador (laughs) because i feel like you guys are all probably sick of hearing about it which i apologize so much but like we got 350 birds Mm -hmm. or something like that lifers and just thinking about that and trying to compare everybody else every place else to that yeah well
1: ecuador's got a lot of birds colombia's got a lot of birds too i know there's so so many we need to see yeah so um we have a
0: 90 percent left
1: Yeah, 90% left. So we we had a review. Um, I'm pretty sure we didn't already talk about it. Well,
0: if not, double shout
1: out. (laughs) Yeah, double shout out to KJT07. You want to read it, huh?
0: Sure. So they said, excellent. And they're talking about us. And this.
1: Uh, it wasn't just well, a... well, I don't know. Maybe they're just talking about just stuff in general.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Excellent content in a casual and friendly manner. Information for the beginner and expert. Stories that take you along with them from far in afield. And one of the best birding podcasts out there. So thank you so much. That's so nice of you. Yeah,
1: super, super nice to give us a review and, and that, write such nice things about us. That
0: made me smile <laughs> on a semi-dark day. <laughs> so thank you. And please, anyone else that feels so inclined to write us a review, please make me smile on a dark day. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it's cloudy here. We need, we need, we need sunshine. Oregon.
0: Yeah, people get sad here.
1: <laughs> they get sad.
0: Yeah. So moving on, um, mm-hmm. we just returned from a nine-day trip to Costa Rica. We traveled from San Jose to La, uh, Arenal, Yeah. La Fortuna. I don't know if those are the same place. It's it's the same
1: place. Arenal is the volcano that La Fortuna is on the side of.
0: Obviously, I wasn't paying attention. Uh, Monteverde, Monteverde, out to the Pacific Coast, and then back to
1: San Jose. So, the big thing that made this trip different from just a birding trip is that we did it with 30 high school students that really were not initially not into nature
0: and <laughs> never once noticed a bird
1: <laughs> had never once noticed a bird
0: and with that being said i had 58 lifers on the trip and that number definitely could have been higher <laughs> yeah
1: i think i ended up with like 60 63 or 64 nice because i caught up to you a little bit with some of the birds that you'd seen in panama back in the day
0: yeah <laughs> back when i first started burning
3: yeah
0: um but I thought those were pretty good numbers for you know considering that yeah. we were chaperoning these kids through various life experiences, and high school drama.
1: Yeah, well, and we we really got one a morning to ourselves to go bird, and that's that was it. Every yeah. every other time we were birding with the kids, so it's well, it's a it's a challenge. Well, it's a large group too 30, 30 kids or th- there's thirty three of us thirty three people total in the group, so it's it was. It's a lot of people, and then trying to, trying to bird at the same time. It's not fantastic birding, but we're in a super birdy place, so birding happens.
0: Yeah, and if you weren't listening to any of our previous podcasts, we went on this trip uh, because my sister Alexis, she is a Spanish teacher at a local high school outside of uh, the Portland area, and she takes uh, students every other spring break to Costa Rica. On a, a trip, and they go, yeah. and this year she asked us to chaperone, so we were like, heck yes, let's go to Costa yeah, we'll, Rica. Yeah, sh- we'll
1: chaperone some kids and go to Costa Rica.
0: Yeah, we didn't know what we were getting into. <laughs> no, we,
1: we, we, weren't, we weren't prepared. <laughs>
0: but the kids, they go f- on this trip for a variety of reasons. Some of it, it seems like their parents just uh, want to... Get them away for spring break. Maybe the parents can't get off work. And so, you know, this is an opportunity for the kids. It keeps them busy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But also, it's to expand their minds, you know, so they can experience different things, improve their Spanish. Most of the kids that were with us were in some Spanish class. Had had
1: some Spanish education. I think there were only one or two
0: kids that were in Spanish. Yeah. And uh, just learning general
1: travel skills as well. Yeah, but we had an ulterior motive to the whole thing. I think we already mentioned it before in another podcast, but our ulterior motive was to turn these kids into birders. Yeah. So.
0: Lead them down the dark, the seedy, dark. Path <laughs> seedy path of bird watching.
1: Seedy path of bird watching.
0: Which is the perfect segue to day number one, where we went to the Doka Coffee Plantation. That not a perfect
1: segue. <laughs> Oh, seeds. Oh, I see. Seedy. Oh, I see. Okay. See? Ah. Seed. Ah, I, should, ah. I need to keep my eye on you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, our guide,
1: Irene. Irene.
0: Her name is Irene in English, and I didn't take Spanish. Edene.
1: Irene. 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 Yeah, it's... it's I'm so you, sorry. You pronounce different letters differently in different languages. I know, so.
0: but French didn't have it like that. Yeah. You just didn't say the H's.
1: Oh, I see. Oh, Anna. Anna? Okay.
0: Uh, this is Anna and Eric. Anna go and burning. Eric go burning. Anyways, she prefaced this excursion by telling the kids they could drink as much coffee as they wanted. That didn't which sound like a good idea. Which scared the heck out of me a little.
1: <laughs> a bunch of high schoolers drinking all the coffee.
0: Especially because right before we got on the plane at Portland International Airport, one of the kids downed three energy drinks before the plane ride. But and then he like,
1: slept the entire plane ride I don't. That was weird.
0: <laughs> I know, but it, <laughs> I was worried what was going to happen. Yeah, his heart's
1: going to explode or something. Also,
0: there's only one bathroom. <laughs> um, besides the interesting coffee tour, I ran into a British birder that got me on a Hoffman's woodpecker.
1: Yeah, first uh, first woodpecker of Costa Rica that we saw. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um,
0: and the the tour was really interesting. I yeah. thought I didn't really know that much about coffee.
1: No, uh, it's it's all it was. It's all done like old school, like the beans are floating, That like they, it's old school, (laughs) which is cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, We got a few lifers there, mountain thrush and red-billed pigeon, and then we took off and went to the Hacienda Pozo Azul for lunch, which has a great view of a river and tons of great birds.
1: I wish I knew like really where we were at so I know what river it was.
0: Hacienda Pozo Azul.
1: River? Rio? Sure. <laughs> Rio. I, I, don't, I don't think that's... <laughs> Rio
0: Pozo Azul.
1: Rio Pozo Azul. I don't think that was it.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, Eric got his life for Montezuma. <laughs> that's that's where
1: I got number 1,000. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get a super great look at it. They were flying over the river, but it was... Montezuma or Pendula is pretty distinctive. You can... No doubt about what it is.
0: Also, there was a pretty <laughs> amazing line of leafcutter ants, and the kids did not really... Seem to care Not really. at all. As I like... was
1: surprised. I thought they would be super excited about it. I know because it was super exciting. They
0: called us nerds, but yeah. you know, whatever sticks and stones.
1: Yeah, seriously. But those ants, seriously, the whole whole trail. They like it was a good they trail. They Carved
0: that trail, and the
1: tree that they were going to was like completely defoliated. Yeah, like they were almost done with that tree. Move, getting ready to move on.
0: Nature nerds. Yeah. And then we went on a chocolate tour. So that was kind of our day of food tours. Um, <laughs> coffee, which, chocolate. <laughs> which was, it was actually really interesting. It was the rainforest chocolate tour. And I really had intended on burning the whole time because burning was pretty good in the coffee plant, or I'm sorry, the chocolate plantation. Yeah. But I got so caught up in the presentation that I really only saw clay colored thrushes, the pendulas and my life or great ant shrike.
1: Great ant shrike was really good bird. It, it, it was a really good bird.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And on the way out, we saw some chachalacas. Yeah, some of my favorite birds.
1: Yeah, the, the so the, the chocolate place. It was the guy was super engaging. Um, he just, just we couldn't not we couldn't look at the birds. It was like weird. Weird. He
0: had all the kids twerking. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was. It was great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, moving on to the next day, um, we. Alexis made up the um, bird roulette game. Which
0: got the kids engaged a little bit. Yeah, a a little bit. And one of the girls, Rachel, had a hummingbird. That's what she selected in bird roulette. So, So
1: bird roulette, they take the bird book and they flip through it as fast as they can the the field guide that we had and then they stick their finger in the book randomly and, and choose a bird that's oh, well the, that was the bird that's, they got. that's the bird that they they then have to find
0: and somehow without us uh <laughs> clarifying this with alexis she told the kids that i would give them a hundred dollars yeah i do i don't remember that, that bird. passing
1: by us <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> whatever uh, I just banked on that the kids wouldn't even be paying a, attention. Well,
1: a couple of a couple of them chose chose birds that we we'd look at it, and it would be a bird that doesn't occur in, in any of the regions of Costa Rica that we're going to be in. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, you can have that bird. That's good. <laughs> That's a good if, bird. if we see that bird, we'll give you the hundred dollars. No I problem. think
0: whatever Alexis <laughs> selected had only had two sightings in yeah, Costa Rica. It, it was it was a
1: bird that was like endemic to um, to like Nicaragua, but it didn't come into. <laughs> it was
0: like if you see that bird, I will pay you a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, anyways, like Rachel, she had a hummingbird, and every time she saw a bird on the hike, she was like, "Oh, hummingbird, that's my bird." So at least it got the kids interested. and yeah,
1: they were at least looking for the birds. Yeah, they were trying too. They were trying to identify what they saw.
0: Yeah, I was a really, bit. I was proud of them. <laughs> So after the hike, we went kayaking, and then we went to the La Fortuna Waterfall, which has 500 stairs down from the entrance. So That's I It's a lot of steps. <laughs> I opted to wait near the bus for the kids to come back. And I also, you know, we walked through the orchids mm-hmm. and the botanic garden and looked for birds, and Eric ran down to get a look at the waterfall.
1: Yeah, I walked down really quickly, and on the way down, I saw some euphonia that i I was like, too out of breath to hold my binoculars still to look at, <laughs> but, so I don't know what it was. It was some sort of euphony. I think there's like two or three species there. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but got all the way down the waterfall. It was spectacular. <laughs> and then I was like, oh man, I got to hurry up and get back. Cause it took me like 15 minutes to go down the steps. And I turned around it took me like 18 minutes to go up and I'm, I was just out of breath and my legs were killing me and. But it was it was great because it wasn't hot. It was it was cool. It was like fresh and refreshing, crisp and everything. So I'm like walking up and just sweat rolling down my face <laughs> as I go up these stairs. These five hundred steps all the way back up to the top.
0: Yeah, but it was really good burning, and the waterfall is like directly. It's like a half mile or something across from the visitor center. but it's across the river channel.
1: Yeah, there's like a there's like a canyon or something, and then it's it's dropping into the canyon.
0: Yeah, so like you can stand from the visitor center. There's like a little overlook, and Mm -hmm. you can see it across the valley. So and
1: you're standing. I think you're standing like right close to the top, or just above where the waterfalls at. Yeah, from the visitor center, and then you go all the way down. you're all the way at the base of the waterfall, so it's 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 pretty spectacular looking. Yeah, I don't know and- how many pictures we got of the actual waterfall itself. <laughs> so.
0: But yeah, it's was just a beautiful place. Golden-headed tanager, black-cowled oriole, flycatchers, yellow-throated toucans. Yeah, there you got was a whole of kids.
1: Yeah, i got a whole bunch of the kids on the yellow-throated toucan too. we Got them. Yeah, we're passing our binoculars around to everyone so that they could look at them.
0: Yeah, toucans a cool bird.
1: Yeah, and I and just, it's big, yeah. so it's easy to see in binoculars.
0: Exactly. And then afterwards, we went to the Arenal Springs Lodge, which is fantastic. It kind of seemed like a Disney resort, didn't you think?
1: Yeah, it, it, it's a hot springs, but it's not... Like a typical hot springs. Yeah, it's, the ones we it's usually... A five-star resort.
0: The ones we usually go to are, like, packed with a lot of people. They're stinky and they're slimy, and I just don't normally like hot springs. And yeah, they're
1: really sulfury, and this was not sulfury at all.
0: No, the water was, like, clear and beautiful. I'm pretty sure it's, like, not even hot spring water. It, it might not
1: be. I don't know. But it. they said it was hot spring water, and we're on the side of a volcano. And there's, so. like,
0: half a mile of pools that you... Like, the top of it is the hottest, and mm-hmm. it's supposed to filter down to the coolest. But... Like some of the pools are hotter than others, and mm-hmm. there was one that had a natural um, sauna in it that oh, was man. really cool. It was like
1: a million degrees in there. I, th- I think they said in it was telling everything was in Celsius because mm-hmm. we're everything's metric, and because us Americans can't, or us people from the United States can't uh, can't join the rest of the world and go metric. But so I don't, I don't really know how hot the water was, but it was like like ninety Celsius or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think just-
0: that's really hot. <laughs>
1: I don't know. It was so ridiculously hot inside that some of those places that it was like, I don't know how this is even safe to be alive in this.
0: Yeah. Well, I didn't stay there for very long. Yeah. (laughs) But I would definitely go back there.
1: Yeah. But uh, we, we planned on spending time relaxing in that time, so we didn't bring our binoculars with us.
0: Rookie mistake.
1: Seriously. There were, there was five or six mixed flocks of like small passerines that went over that without binoculars there's no way they were just yeah. birds flying
0: well we enjoyed the hot springs
1: yeah yeah so not not very many birds that time but the hot springs were relaxing
0: i would definitely suggest you use that as your like birding headquarters stay at the lodge go burning in all and go birding in all,
1: yeah, birding and and all re- relax in the evening
0: oh man <laughs> i would do that for a week yeah so, anyways, um, the next day we had kind of a bus ride to a different area of Costa Rica, mm-hmm. and there we went to an elementary school that was having a field day. Our students from our school they played with uh, the kids like they had this one game where they ha- like played volleyball well, with water day. balloons. Yeah, yeah, that was fun to watch. And so was they made like all sorts of a water giant games water slide.
1: And
0: stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so we just kind of sat there and watched them do that and talked to some people. Eric practices Spanish. I practiced
1: and, my Spanish talking to a gentleman that uh, had some very strong opinions about the relationship with between Costa Rica and Nicaragua.
0: And I tried to practice my Spanish and embarrass myself with a child, so <laughs> I tried to make the students from our school feel better about how bad their Spanish was by making mine sound worse. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes. So good uh the next day we went to um the kids didn't really need us and our chaperoning not that we were helping that much anyways
1: we're, we're being eyes keeping people <laughs> keeping people corralled
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we hired a local guide his name was almond and he took us to the Mount Verde Monteverde cloud forest reserve which is like a fa- fantastic location yeah. I feel like I've seen them. Like, on Facebook and, like, Instagram for, like, years, yeah. I've been seeing this place. And so I've always wanted to go. And then we, I didn't realize we were going there, and I pulled up, and I was like, oh, hey.
1: <laughs> I know this place. I've always wanted to go here. <laughs> I didn't even know where we were going. Isn't that a fun surprise? <laughs> that is nice. Yeah, so we, we we made a couple stops before there because the gates don't open until, what was it, like, 8 o'clock Something or 7 like that. o'clock? And there and
0: are people like waiting.
1: Yeah, there was a line. Like, we we were down kind of lower on the hill. And we are birding at, like, this, uh, like, other hotel. It was, like, a
0: coffee um, stop or something.
1: Yeah, something like that. And there was cars driving by, and Oman was like, oh, it must, it must be getting time for uh, for the gates to open because all of a sudden there's a whole <laughs> line of cars that went driving up the hill. Everyone going up to get in line to to get into this, uh, into this forest reserve. And it's like, man, I didn't realize it was, it's like, so popular. Yeah.
0: So we went there to go find the resplendent quetzal uh, amongst other birds. Yeah. And after a long day of hiking up and down the mountain, we found it.
1: Yeah, it was a long. We we hiked way up the mountain, went across a bridge, saw orange-bellied trogon. We heard bellbird, the must the three mustached bellbird. I don't Bird. even want to talk about the bellbird. I know. Oh man, and that 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 other guide though, that was so frustrating. We were super quiet. We're walking along. We hear the bellbird. He's super close. We're trying to find it, and then this other guide. He was guiding some non birders. They were not birders. They were they were just people that wanted to go out in nature. So he's guiding these people. And they didn't
0: know what they wanted.
1: I don't know what they. Nobody knows what they wanted. But he he was, like he wanted to get them on the birds. So he like raced ahead. But he's like tromping through the trail, making all sorts of noise. And then the bellbird shuts up, and it it flew away and it was gone. We heard it one more time, like way away, but it was gone.
0: But you know, <laughs> a few minutes later, we tromped ahead after that. And yeah, left we, him we just to we just talk. left
1: him to talk to his people.
0: And we walked a little further and there was a black guan.
1: Yeah. Oh my it gosh, had this that was hilarious. Baby
0: <laughs> that was like up in the trees. And then all of a sudden the baby like missteps and <laughs> it was like a cotton ball falling to the ground. It was
1: like it was adorable. It was it was like forty feet. It just it was oh. it was so slow. And every time it would hit a leaf, it would it would hit a leaf and it would like flip around, flip around, flip around, and bounce, 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 bounce. It, But it was hilarious because well, it was so slow.
0: The poor little baby. <laughs> and I know it doesn't get hurt. You know, they're too banged up. And like the mother found it, and they were like calling back and forth and everything.
1: But and, and it got it, climbed, it. It uses little hooks on its arms and climbed the tree back again. So poor it was
0: baby. <laughs>
1: it, the poor, It was so sad. It was hilarious. I, the, the, our guide Oman. He was like, he was. Tur- he turned a hand and he was like, "You, you were almost crying. You're almost crying." <laughs> 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 Guys are like sadists or something. Uh, it was. It was hilarious because I was just watching this thing and all of a sudden I'm like, I think it's gonna. Miss. It jumped and just missed the branch and just bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> But it was just like bloop, 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 as it comes down. <laughs>
0: So anyways, we yeah. had a great time with Olmond. We eventually saw their Splendid Ketzel mm-hmm. um on the trail that apparently only the uh guides for the Monte Verde the Cloud Forest Reserve can go on. We snuck yeah, on. Yeah, there was
1: some like weird rules about where outside guides were allowed to guide at and stuff. I don't know.
0: So just be aware, if you go there, I mean it's a fantastic location, but like seventy five percent of the people there are not birders.
1: Yeah, they were they were there nature watching and there stuff like that, but they are not, not birding yeah but it's so, really good birding
0: yeah it's really good birding but most of the people aren't birders or at least the day we were there yeah so they were loud so the next day um we went on the train to be tour in jaco hako, hako hako i don't know um which is on the pacific coast so it was pretty hot and tropical whereas very tropical everywhere else we were <laughs> was pretty cool
1: yeah, so we had our first uh, female local guide of the trip there, which was pretty exciting. She was, um, I, I think she, she's just, it was just a bachelor's education, but it was, uh, she's a forest engineer. Yeah, and her. Or maybe, her, she's, maybe she said she was a doctorate.
0: No, I no? don't remember. It, it was,
1: it was, she had, she really she had an advanced, educa- advanced degree. degree.
0: And she does this as a side gig. So she's yeah. a forest engineer and then she's a naturalist at the Tranopy Tours yeah. in her um, spare time which I thought was awesome, and she was very knowledgeable. She told us all about the... Um, succession levels of forests mm-hmm. so that was really interesting to hear it, in tropical forests because I got my bachelor's in forestry in Oregon where our
1: forests are very different and <laughs> it's still the same concepts but
0: they are but like we don't have like the vines that they do no there,
1: there, there was a lot of really interesting information about how how vines grow and how they aid in succession of the forest and how you can tell different things about the forest based on the vines and
0: yeah she was very informative and yeah did a great job
1: yeah so that that day was basically the train tour and then we went we got to our hotel and then hung out and tried to tried to keep cool by the pool
0: this lodge though or this oh uh, my gosh
1: the hotel was resort hotel yeah it was like
0: this huge resort it was giant it was pretty cool
1: it was miles i think it was like half a mile or three quarters of a mile from our room to where we were getting breakfast each morning and we had to walk so it was it was, it was a long walk, and the kids hated it. <laughs> I, I, it wasn't that bad, but the kids hated it.
0: Yeah. You know kids, they complain about everything. Yeah. Um, even when they're high schoolers. <laughs> um, so, the next morning, after, you know, we just kind of chilled the, the last evening, we got up, and we were headed off to uh, go to another national park, but on mm-hmm. the way...
1: First thing in the morning,
0: we saw we one saw of Eric's favorite things. My,
1: the, the highlight of the trip for me, it was a woodpecker, and... It wasn't just any woodpecker, so i I have an obsession with the ivory billed woodpecker, and it's in the genus Campophilus. It's sick. It's a sick
0: obsession. It's, it's
1: a. It's yeah. It's a sickness.
0: I couldn't get him to go find him when we were in Florida. I
1: know. I, I tried to look. I didn't look that hard. Liar. <laughs> Anyways, the um the, the order Campophilus, they it's a whole group of woodpeckers that all have a distinctive um, knock, a, a distinctive double knock, and I've. Doo-doo. When they when they're hammering to like announce their presence,
0: it's kind of like the Netflix, doo doo,
1: <laughs> kind of, but it's it's more like a woodpecker. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we heard we, I heard that, and I have only heard that in documentaries and in recordings that I've listened to. So I was suddenly super excited. I was I was like running ahead. I was trying to find get my binoculars out because they still have the eye cups on. I'm trying to find find it and. I saw it. We had a pale billed woodpecker up at the top of the tree. There was actually two of them, and then there was a uh, a lineated woodpecker too in the same area.
0: It was like woodpecker. House. It was
1: amazing. I I could barely get my binoculars on it. I was so excited, and then I was like, "Oh, I need to get some pictures of this." Oh my gosh! So I got the camera out, and the, but the bird was so far up at the top of the trees so that the pictures really didn't turn out that good. But but, but I you saw, still it. saw it. It. I saw some really good looks at it. <laughs> it was super exciting, and I, I watched it do the double the double knock. So that was that was super cool.
0: If only you had a phone scope.
2: I know, seriously.
0: You could have gotten a great digiscope picture. Digis
1: and, yeah. Well, I guess we're going to have to get a scope and, uh, and a tripod. Scope. And. You know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, after that, um, we went to the, how do you say that?
1: Uh, Parque, Parque National Carrara. Okay. Carrara? Carrara.
0: That's, that seems right.
1: I'm... I don't know. I, and
0: we went on a three-quarter mile hike it was not very long it around. was hilarious when <laughs> we were getting off the bus <laughs> so we were with another we were grouped with another school and they were from san francisco so i imagine they don't get out into nature like a whole lot
1: probably not that much um
0: because you know at least this group
1: of kids probably didn't. they
0: were probably from like this the downtown the, deep in city, the city. Yeah. yeah um which of course san francisco does have a lot of nature i just It does. I
1: mean, Golden Gate, Park. I got that feeling.
0: Um, But anyways, our guide said, oh, we're going to go on a short walk. It's three quarters of a mile.
1: One of the other girls said, what does she think a long walk is? She said it loud enough. She was in the back of the bus. She said it loud enough we could hear it in the front of the bus. (laughs) I was like, oh, my gosh. What's a what's a long walk for her,
0: <laughs> so anyways, we went on this three quarter of a mile hike with our guide whose name was Rocio mm-hmm. Delgado, and we did a video about with her on our Facebook, so check out the video if you haven't already
1: and she she's fantastic.
0: she was amazing and she was great with the kids. She was actually the first female park ranger at one of the parks in that yeah, area at one of the
1: national parks in the area, so it's like. This is, this is insane. She's like, she's doing a pioneer it. getting it done. Yeah. I
0: mean, for, I feel like in, you know, the U S we really kind of take it for granted, but there's a lot of female park rangers, mm-hmm. but in some of these other areas that women don't necessarily have the same, I, I don't know Costa Rican politics nah. all that well, but you know, for some of these places that don't necessarily have the same, um, things that the women in our country get, of course, yeah. you know, there's still room for growth of yeah, course, in our country, yeah. but just to see this this woman who was the first park, female park ranger, and, I she, just... and
1: she's not she was not really that old, so no. it was not not that long ago that they had never had a female park ranger.
0: And I just uh, <laughs> I just about cried because I was like so amazed and so excited mm-hmm. to meet her, and all the kids didn't really care. <laughs>
1: but well, the the one girl you got her to ask about what it's like to be a, a, female, a female park guide. ranger, yeah. And she she had an amazing answer. It was in the it was in the video. Watch about, the video. Yeah, watch the video. It's a yeah. good video. <laughs>
0: yeah, she's she's incredible, and I was so excited that she happened to be our guide that day. Yeah. and she was great with the kids. She um, got us on some amazing birds.
1: Yeah, and she she got the kids kind some of the <laughs> she got the the kids that were from Tigard yeah. pretty excited about some of the birds, just because there was some that was like we had a great movie that was like right next to the trail. Seriously. And it was just hanging out.
0: But the coolest thing that I thought that whole day was the giant bat that we saw. Oh my
1: gosh, that like, thing was
2: huge. We didn't
0: get a good look at it because it was just flying in the canopy. Um, you know, just Doing chilling. This thing. Yeah, but so fast, and it was huge. I don't know where flying foxes are native to. I think it's like India, probably. But I think it was like on par with one of it them. It was.
1: It was huge. Yeah, I mean, it giant. It had it had probably like eighteen inch wingspan or something. Maybe. I don't know. It I was mean, cool. It was giant. It was awesome. I, I wish we could have seen it better. It was
0: Whatever awesome. Whatever it was. So that day was fantastic. We saw some great birds, went on a short hike.
1: <laughs> really short hike.
0: Poison dark frogs.
1: Yeah, poison dark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: and met an incredible woman. So I was super excited.
1: Yeah, both of our days were made. We we, we met, uh, <laughs> re, met met Rosia and we also. Um, Rocio. Rocio. I'm sorry. We met Rocio and I saw the Campifilis uh, woodpecker. So. <laughs> But basically both of our both of our dreams came true that day. Yeah. So it's so it's all good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so that brings us I guess to our final day of adventuring so our final day we spent adventuring with kids uh, was on a crocodile viewing boat tour and I think the kids had all kind of had it by yeah, that day yeah because nobody was really was paying it, attention was it? that's
1: day day 8 or day 9 yeah
0: but we were yeah. in heaven um, we saw a so couple crocodiles doors. and common blackhawks and caracaras and mangrove swallows
1: and the really good looks at those uh, bare throated tiger hairs yeah. like, right next to the boat so we're, we're, we're cruising down this uh canal and that's probably it's like, an estuary it's it's yeah it's only like the section we were at is only like 20 feet maybe 30 feet wide and like probably we're, we're at the edge of it and maybe like 15 feet away from the boat is a bare-throated tiger heron just, just like a gray, sitting there.
0: Just like a great blue heron would in the exactly. U.S.
1: Exactly. Just, just like a great blue heron, just standing out in the open, just minding its like, own business. Like, it doesn't oh even know that it's special. It doesn't even know. Gosh.
0: <laughs> the nerve of it.
1: The nerve.
0: And so then we we got up the estuary a little bit, and then we turned around and started going back towards the mouth of the river mm-hmm. or where the,
1: yeah, mouth the mouth of the river, river
0: yeah. where it meets the ocean, and there were magnificent frigate birds, and it's not a saying, but my saying is that if there's magnificent frigate, magnificent man i think i had a <laughs> stroke if there's magnificent frigate birds you know you're in a good place yeah because they were flying super close to the boat and they were amazing and they're so much fun to watch
1: well and while we were looking at those um irene spotted um some roseate spoonbills which we've, we've seen we've seen them in texas and florida and they're 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 cool looking. Yeah, I mean they've got the weirdest little like Doctor Seuss faces, (laughs) but the um, but Irene, our guy, our um, guide through this whole thing, she was so excited about it. She wanted me to get so many pictures of them, (laughs) and I was like, yeah, I'll take I'll take pictures of these guys. I mean they're cool, they look cool, but she was just so excited about it. It's like that's that's cool to see that our guide was just so our guide that had been with us for nine days was just still so excited about this one particular thing even though she'd been putting up with us birding the entire time.
0: (laughs) So all in all, um, that was kind of a synopsis of our trip. And what we're going to play for you now is our interview with some of the students from the high school that we chaperoned. So please enjoy our conversation with these kids. So it is like, what, day seven? Yeah. Of this Costa Rica yeah. tour yes. um, with the Spanish class from Tigard High School just south of Portland, Oregon. Well, it's not My, just Spanish
1: class. There's
0: I'm sorry, French. there's some there's French, French. Yeah, that's right. That's pretty
4: much it. Kind of French.
0: <laughs> okay, so I guess there's, there's two classes. Yeah. And I don't know if all our awesome listeners at home will remember my sister, Alexis, who hey. <laughs> spoke with us about Ecuador and our travel tips that we have for that country, but we joined her Spanish and some French kids. Uh-huh. Um,
1: <laughs> and some French kids.
0: <laughs> we took them all away from France for this, <laughs> uh, for this trip to Costa Rica. So you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves?
2: I'm Greg. I'm a senior at Tigard. Are you um,
1: taking Spanish or French?
2: Spanish. Spanish, Spanish okay. Max level. Oh, wow. oh right. You just have to Lucky put
4: that in in the there. <laughs> um, I'm Caitlin. I am a sophomore at Tigard,
5: and I'm in Spanish 2. All right. I'm Rachel. I'm also a sophomore, and I'm in Spanish 3. I'm Lauren. I'm a senior, and I'm in Ivy Spanish 5.
1: Max level two? Max level. Okay.
5: Um, I'm Catherine, I'm a senior, and
4: I'm also in max level Spanish five.
1: (laughs) I'm
6: Colby, I'm a junior, and I am in Ivy, Spanish four,
1: and French one.
6: Whoa. Does French
1: one plus Spanish four equal Spanish five? Max level. Max level? (laughs) Okay.
7: Um, And then Alexis. Hi, I'm joining again. I'm Alexis. I'm Hannah's sister, and I teach Spanish at Tiger High School. Awesome. Well,
0: um, I know you guys are all hot and sweaty and tired. We had a long day of what did we do this morning? We went on a hike. Yeah, we went on a hike.
6: Yeah, we hike. So, at uh, a National Park. park. National Park, yeah. 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 It was a dry forest, right?
5: Uh, yeah. It was yeah. a dry forest? And then, it was a wet forest. And
0: then or we additional. spent all day at the beach. And in the pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're worn so out. Sunburned.
4: We also all got sunburned today. Every sunburned. single person in the Every team. single hey, person of us. Shh.
6: I'm, I'm the burnt one.
4: Or Kobe, <laughs> you, bro, you said bro, you man. could complain.
1: Okay. I'm not. I'm just making that clear. He's in the bright pink. One. You're, you're the one that's burnt, all the rest of us are just complaining? To be fair. We asked
5: him like four times to so put sunscreen yep. on. <laughs> that's yeah. Out, true. So.
1: Yeah, well, I was already burnt at that point. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so we have some questions for you guys about our travels here. Um, Eric, you want to kick us off?
1: Yeah, so we've heard lots of different noises. Bird noises, not bird noises, and really not bird noises. So what's the weirdest noise that you've heard? Either while we're hiking or on, like, the night hike that we went on the other day or on the bus? Or, like, in your room (laughs) when someone's in the bathroom? I I don't know. (laughs) It could have been any noise. What's the weirdest thing that you guys have heard on this trip?
8: Um, I would say the monkey that sounds <laughs> like a lion. The howler monkey? The howler monkey? Yeah,
1: the, the howler monkey. Yeah, are you going
4: to demonstrate? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, my weirdest one, I don't know if it was a bird, but I think it was a bird, and it was like, <laughs> 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 it was something like that, and it was really cool, but like, kind of scary at the same time, because I don't know what
1: it was. Wait, was that during the daytime, or it, I'm on pretty the pretty night? i sure it was during the day. During the day? Okay. Yeah.
7: So, we're staying at these cabins right now that are below all these trees, and every once in a while something huge falls <laughs> and hits a
6: metal roof, and I don't know
2: what it is. <laughs> or, or, or if it's right above you? Or if it's yeah, right, right, right. Like there's a monkey.
6: It could it, Yeah, it could range from a monkey to like a leaf. Thing. A really heavy leaf. We don't know.
1: <laughs> well, like there's these pods that are falling okay. that are in yeah, these trees like above us. Kind of oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Weren't
6: you hit by one?
1: I No, I got hit by something else. I don't know what it was. I was <laughs> attacked by a leaf today. Oh. That was scary. In the ocean? No, just oh. on the
6: walk. Oh,
8: cool. Remember when I threw that leaf and it, like, stuck to you?
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, so we we spent a lot of time outside. Do you guys normally... Did, did spend... you want to... Oh, sorry. You had a noise?
5: Mine is um, listening to Hannah and Eric pretend to, or like not pretend, but bird call. (laughs) (laughs) I told you it was me. Pretend to make bird calls. She's (laughs) even
0: hers. Piss yet.
1: I know. Seriously, making weird noises.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um. So we we've been spending a lot of time out in nature. (laughs) Do you guys normally spend
4: time out in nature when like you're back home? No. (laughs) No, definitely not. I'm like inside. 90% 90% of the time, like, the only time I'm outside on a normal day is, like, walking from the inside to my car, and then going and driving, and then getting inside somewhere else, but I've loved all the hikes we've done, and yeah. being outside has been very uh-huh. refreshing from um, what I normally do.
8: Yeah, I would say, sort of, because my mom, our mom, Lauren and I are sisters, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> our mom. By the way, she goes um, on hikes all the time, and sometimes we go with her. And I think that's about the most nature I go on. But I haven't really noticed. Rachel and I are usually
5: outdoorsy. Like in the summer, we do yeah. like camps and stuff where we're like outside a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out so, the pikey. Yep. Um, on
4: a normal day, I'm way too busy to be outside. I do well for like school. That's like takes up most of my day, and then when I get home, I have to do my homework. The only time I really get time to spend outside is, like, when I play sports. I play soccer and lacrosse, so I'm outside for, like, however long I have practice or a game. But I don't get to do things like go on hikes or explore places like I'm doing here. Greg?
2: Greg? We're like, tennis games outside (laughs) for, like, five hours, like, three days a week. That's like a really intense farmer's tan from that. Oh. <laughs> I was ready for the trip. Just
1: like and get rid, the <laughs> get rid of the farmer's tan? Yeah. Oh, you
2: I was cooked cook parlor like Like a month ago? <laughs> like a month ago. <laughs> that's pretty much it. A- that's all I do. I walk to school every
6: day. So that's a yeah. like half hour hike to school. Oh my and god. hike? <laughs> well, I go through the little like, a foresty area. Yeah? But, I mean... A is, is, is
1: it kind of, like, natural, the foresty area you walk through, or is it, like, kind of, like, a fake natural with, like, like, two the trees?
6: They're all in, like, a line. Oh. And there's, like, a little playground in it. So it's, like, a little park, but it's... Well,
1: it's, there's, it's, there's, it's, still it's, there's still nature and stuff out yeah, in these East parts. East View Park. East <laughs> Butte East Butte uh, um, I don't know. How do you
4: No? Okay. Still on
0: Okay. <laughs> <right. laughs> um, how about, uh, as far as travel, have you guys... Experience, like before this trip have you traveled outside the country or just like kind of around oregon or throughout the u.s or what's uh-huh. your travel experience this
4: is my first time being out of the united states but i've traveled quite a bit within the united states so yeah okay
8: this is Lauren and i's third time being out of the country we have gone to canada for a young life camp and then um, Mexico twice for just like family vacations
4: but we mostly stayed in like a resort area
1: so. yeah, yeah. So, so this is more like yeah. going out <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Yeah. seeing right. things <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> I went to Mexico on a cruise once but it was like 90% of it was on the ship Yeah. and then we went to like a very touristy part of Mexico walked around a little bit and then got back on the boat so there wasn't much like exploring to do, but like here is the first time I get to actually like do cool things in a country that I've never been to before that aren't just like the tiny little like tourist shops when you get off a boat. Thing.
2: Yeah, my grandparents have like a house in Mexico. I used to go there a lot. I now mean, I they have like so much school in like tennis every day. I haven't gone there in three
1: years since, but it's always yeah. nice when I went. Like, really nice. I, th- I think you're saying it was like in the in the Baja? Yeah, Peninsula. Close to the tip. That's cool.
0: Oh, yeah, the right Red Sea of Cortez right there? Yes. Yeah, yeah really we've close. been there.
6: That's yeah. cool. It's warm water. Yeah, they've been to your grandma's house. Yeah, we've
1: been to your grandma's house. <laughs> <laughs> she was really
6: nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kobe, my, have you traveled anywhere?
6: I. This is the first time I've traveled out of the country. Yeah? And other than that, I've just stayed along the West Coast area.
1: Yeah. So, for those of you that haven't been out of the country, how does this kind of meet your expectations for
4: traveling and leaving? It's just crazy. Because, like, I kept saying every time we were on the plane, oh, my God, I'm going to Costa Rica. What the heck? (laughs) It was... It's crazy. It's been such an experience. But I feel like if we hadn't been on, like, a planned tour like we are, it wouldn't have been the same. Yeah. But then again, there are perks to having it planned versus having it not planned and just going with, like, friends or
5: family. <laughs> I
6: don't
1: know what else to add on to that. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are, you, are you enjoying yourself? Are you having having a good time yeah, down in Costa Rica? Yeah, it's pretty
6: yeah. cool here. Yeah.
1: Pretty hot as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- today and yesterday, we were, we're in a section of Costa Rica that's very, very <laughs> warm. <laughs> it's very warm and we need the air conditioner. That's saying it
5: lightly. <laughs> it's also <laughs> humid. Um, yeah. Oh,
8: <laughs> just to back
1: to but but most of Costa Rica hasn't been that bad, right? <laughs> yeah. we've, we've been yeah. we we started off in San Jose and then we went to Monte Verde next, no, right? Arinol, we yeah, and, and, that, and that was it, still kind of kind of fresh and refreshing there, and
6: yeah.
1: and uh, Monte Verde wasn't that bad either. It was it was really windy up there yeah. and dry,
6: mm-hmm.
1: and then now now we're out here on the coast and it is muggy. Yeah. It's warm. I've seen a ton of
7: different ecosystems. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: How, do you know how many ecoregions... Ecosystems there are in Ecuador, or in, uh, Ecuador in, in Costa Rica. <laughs> how about in Ecuador? What about in Ecuador? Ecuador you no, know, exactly. You know in you know Ecuador, Ecuador, okay. Costa Rica,
2: I don't know.
1: Okay. I was 11, so I read. 11? Oh, okay. I told you. you. So, how many? So, re- reading the signs they were walking past. I covered a
0: panel, yay. So, what has been your guys' favorite thing so far on this trip? Just all the
8: experiences. Like zipline the <laughs> <laughs> just the whole thing. <laughs> one. <Okay. Zipping laughs> one, one day. Okay. Um, the water day was probably my favorite because we got to go and like hike and see this like beautiful waterfall, and then we got to go to this five star resort and go to all these hot springs, and then like all Still like. Okay, it's one day. <laughs> it's all one day. It the, what, the, water the water day. day, is a good day. Yeah, yeah,
6: water day. Yeah.
7: Yeah.
1: Even though gonna... we're super uncomfortable being wet all day yeah, long,
7: so. <laughs> and we also went oh,
6: kayaking. Then. Oh, we so kayaking fun.
4: too. I'm gonna add to that. I enjoyed the kayaking probably the most, mm-hmm. or zip lining. I can't really decide. That's I cool. think zip lining was my very favorite because I loved like being able to be that high up and see everything. It was like surreal to see mm-hmm. all like the trees and the mountains around us, especially the super long ones. Where we were very yeah. high up, and then I enjoyed the little hikes in between too. That was a nice like time I to. S- yeah, I enjoyed that. There was too many. I stairs. liked. I liked it. There <laughs> were so many stairs. The last stretch was a little rough, but everything else was good. That last one, it was it was, was like
1: half a mile in the sun. Yeah, the last one, one like was a little
4: long. Everything oh, okay. else, though, I
5: thought was pretty fun. Mine was probably the um, waterfall that you have to like climb a bunch of stairs down to get to, um, with like the swimming hole. That was really fun. 500.
4: Oh, the five hundred. Yeah, yeah. 500 called steps. Left Le fortuna. Le fortuna. Le fortuna. Le fortuna. yeah. Yeah,
0: that place was beautiful.
4: And we got
1: yeah. a couple good birds there. There was, a, there was a bunch of good Well, there there was the toucan right, right at the entrance. Yes. Okay, I'm still
4: d- upset d- I did not see that. Yeah, me too. I, I saw toucans this morning here. What? what? Yeah, I did not see them! <laughs> we saw some yesterday. Yeah, we saw there. one on the aerial oh, trail. The, yeah. Oh, good. Okay,
5: okay, barely. 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 Yeah, we still did. Well, that, that's the
1: way we mostly see them. We just barely see them. not Did anyone else see the toucans? No. I saw the you ones at, at the, at the waterfall?
4: waterfall, yeah.
7: I've seen a few. I was there. Because it wasn't that we see a one sleeping, sleeping at the night tour. Oh, you? You and yeah, my right? Your group we saw it. Yeah, you guys saw it. Yeah. A toucanette. Um, all
8: we saw was a house cat.
1: We saw scorpions on the night too too. We saw snakes. Yeah, Yeah, you guys. We saw armadillo Yeah. That's true. We
8: saw
4: brown jays. Spiders.
1: Yeah, there was brown jays and there was that the hermit thrush, the one the bird that was sleeping. um,
4: yeah, wood Uh, wood
1: thrush, sorry, wood thrush. Was sleeping on the, or trying to sleep on the oh, branch yeah, and then we were shining the lights in its eyes. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, and the
4: guy and the guy was yelling at us. I saw a bird. I was so proud of myself. You pointed like, it out. Yeah, I was like right there and I was like, Oh my gosh, look, it's a bird. I don't remember what bird
1: it was, but that's the, <laughs> it the was a bird. The, the one the one on the night hike?
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah, the the, the that was the um, Oh, the wood the wood thrush. It was like oh, right above yeah. her head. It was uh-huh. like it was yeah. like Three feet away. Is that the yeah. one
4: that we couldn't shine the light at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it was awake. I it was like, it was stressed that. out, was, like, staring at us. staring <laughs> at us, like, get away. Yeah,
1: the guide was like, all right, let's move, let's move on, let's move on. Move past him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let him do his thing.
0: Well, anybody else have favorite things on this trip?
2: Probably zip I... line, for sure. Zip no, line? Just like, a, like, a thrilling. Like, no boundaries on your vision of, like, the forest when you went over it. I mean, other than you having to go
6: a
4: straight line. <laughs> <laughs> and Greg and I got to do a partner ziplining yes. <laughs> too. We did the funny one together, which was so much fun. Right,
6: Greg.
1: That was, <laughs> funny. It was so weird. So we've seen Hannah and I've we've counted new birds that we've seen on this trip. We've
0: got about fifty-two lifers. Fifty-two we've lifers. We've seen a total of 126 hundred like twenty-six species.
1: And so we've we've seen lots of birds and. I know we, we went off on a day when we weren't with the rest of the group, so we saw something that none of you guys got to, got to see. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, was, you guys were hiking too. You were in the same forest. It was we, we were just, just went on the other side. We, of we just went out. on the other side of the mountain. We others.
7: were just not <laughs> on the
1: side without ah. the animals. Yeah, you scared them all. <laughs> you, you scared them all over to us, yeah. so we got to see them all. Yeah. <laughs> no, but so so we saw lots of birds. Have you guys ever noted before this trip? Before you guys, before we made a big deal about birds yeah. and. Told you about birds, and go look, oh, it's a bird, it's a bird, it's a bird. Did you ever notice birds before this? Like, in your daily lives back home in Oregon?
4: Um, yeah, I mean, kind of. I, like, when you see, like, a really special bird, or, like, to you, like, you think it's, like, special, like, maybe, like, a hummingbird, because, like, those aren't too common in Oregon where we live. Um, I, like, recognize those, but then, like, the, like, crows, and, like, annoying birds annoying birds <laughs> that, <laughs> that like are all over the place you like don't really notice them anymore because like they're so like natural
1: like the pigeons and the yeah. and the they're gulls just, and like, stuff like part
4: of the soundscape yeah. to
8: mm-hmm. i agree i guess i really haven't i don't think i've actually noticed that many like different species of birds because like all i really see are like crows and like other like birds? You know birds i guess I was um them. but like when I saw, like, the macaws, I, like, knew what those were because, like, I, like, watched movies and stuff, um, and, like, I've heard about them, but, like, when I saw them in real life, it was just so cool.
1: And macaws are huge. Yeah. yeah. They're, yeah. And they're loud. Yeah. They're giant and loud.
5: And pretty. and pretty. They're gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Did anyone else notice birds? No? Not really. No. It's
5: kind of the same where it's they're gross. just, like, around, but I don't really, like, pay attention to yeah.
1: them. Yeah, I think before we started birding, I didn't really notice birds. Like, I, re- I remember thinking, like, when I was in high school, there'd be a bunch of gulls would fly in from the, I-, I assume they flew in from the ocean, I don't Yeah, know.
0: we saw, like, a daily migration yeah. of gulls move over to Walton High School. Yeah,
1: it was, like, daily, and I just assumed that they were coming in because of a storm or something, yeah. but now it's like, oh, well, I kind of have an idea they're moving from where they roost at night to where they feed during the day, and they just go back and forth. Oh, wow. And,
6: That's a long way.
1: Well, they're not going all the way to the ocean these ones. They're they're going from Columbia. like probably the Columbia or to a landfill
6: mm. cuz
1: there's lots of food at the landfill. Okay. So they are they're not going super far, but like there is things that I when I was growing up I, I kind of noticed.
0: We just took for granted.
1: But yeah, just took took it for granted. Never really had pigeons all over the ground, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Were any of you ever
7: afraid of birds?
1: <laughs> oh, somebody's knocking over there. <laughs>
7: especially are you afraid of birds? Get us. <laughs> 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 What's going on? Gavin!
1: Hey. Okay, so we just yeah, had I'm someone another another student join us, uh Gavin. You want to say hi, hi Gavin? Hi. What what, uh, what grade are you in and, um, what, uh,
0: Spanish and what Spanish oh, class? I'm in 10th grade and I'm in Spanish 3.
1: Okay. Cool. All right, so we're, we were just going over, we asked um, asked a couple questions. The question we're on now is, we're kind of asking everyone, um, have, were you ever, actually I guess we'll start off, um, before this trip, did you ever notice birds? Yes. You did?
3: Yeah. I wasn't better than as, us. I wasn't as interested <laughs> in it um, as I am now, Yeah. but I've always kind of just noticed, I've always looked at birds, especially crows around where I live, so... Mm-hmm. Eating right. up roadkill—it's always fascinating how their immune
1: systems can't handle. Yeah, just eating just garbage on the road like yeah. that, just dead, rotting, whatever.
7: <laughs> well, so
0: even though you guys might have not really paid a whole lot of attention to like the birds in your your urban areas that you live, um, now that you've hung out with us annoying people, Eric and myself, <laughs> uh, this for this last week or so. Um, have you learned anything about birds or has your perspective on
4: birds or bird watchers changed at all? Now I get really excited every yeah. time I see a yeah, bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bird in I know, bird. I go like running for you guys, because I yeah. want you to tell me what type of bird it is if you've seen it before. And I'm get, getting really excited to see how many birds you can cross off your list. <laughs> I keep asking about them. Yeah. yeah. They say they have like nine thousand left, so Oh, we're getting closer. We're
1: doing better. <laughs> well, what what about when you go back and you don't have like us to come ask questions every day or every every few minutes?
0: And if you text
6: me, I mean, it'll be a couple hours before I respond, <laughs> so just keep we that just, in mind. We just pick up the phone call you guys. Yeah, and just be like, yo, what's that bug? Like, you can't see it, so you just have to... you just gonna have to describe it to us over it. the yeah. phone? Yeah.
7: We'll just take
3: a I
5: guess. Like, you've talked a lot about like the bird apps that you use to like remember like which kind of bird it is and like the guides that you use. So
3: mm-hmm.
5: I think I'll definitely be like looking into that just so I can like see what is actually around me and not just like have them all look like crows in
6: my head. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean I have to say they'll be really hard to remember. E yeah. bird and I bird.
1: Yeah, two two <laughs> two different I and E, yeah. Really?
6: <laughs> she, she showed them to me. Well, and and there's also
1: um, the Cornell website has all about birds, which oh. has like an encyclopedia of all the North American birds and
0: tons of information, like really tons good of information. easy readable yeah. information.
3: <laughs>
7: I started a game called Bird Roulette. Yeah. Oh, that too. I yes. love Bird Roulette. Bird roulette. So, uh, <laughs> I gave I gave the kids the bird book that Hannah and Eric brought, and they had to close their eyes and flip to a page and then point to a bird. And that was their bird for the trip. And if they saw that bird on the trip, then Hannah had to give them hundred dollars. It was
0: it was the bird of the
8: day. It bird of was, the, oh, day. the, bird. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. day, yeah, yeah. That, that changed. Changed. And then I thought I found my bird the next day,
4: and I was so angry. <laughs> the funny thing was, we all thought we saw our bird, so we were like, "Oh, it's our bird." And then it just turned into every time we saw a bird, "Oh, that's my bird." <laughs> yeah, like
0: Miss Butcher did a great job of tricking you guys into looking at birds. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the bird
3: roulette was probably. <laughs> <laughs> I would say seeing the macaws, especially oh, yeah. the, <laughs> the rainbow macaws. Yeah. and So cool. Uh, what's it called? The, the, it's not the wah it's a. Mot Mot? The Mot Mot? Yeah. Oh, you you, you mm-hmm. saw that one today, right? Yeah, I was the first I one to see and you and you pointed you it and yeah. I yeah. you. Guys. Yeah, that, that was a really good bird. <laughs> and, and it was like, oh my god, Eric. Yeah. He
0: was just sitting there and he was like, hey, Hannah, have you seen this bird? I was like, oh my gosh, it's
3: a Mot Mot. And then they told me all about it, how the uh and how like natu- not natural, but like indigenous people would use them to find water and mm-hmm. it was interesting it was cool
1: yeah there's there's all sorts of crazy history about all the birds like so um the all about birds has lots of information about that too. <laughs> So it'll have, like, different historical things about things the birds have been used for in the past. And, like, like with the mot-mot, there's, like, a little bit of information about that. But then that's, there's, it's all over the
8: internet. So the, the book
1: internet, about cool all stuff.
4: about birds talks all about birds? It talks all about birds. So <laughs> yeah. I
6: what about just winging things? So are there, like, uh, giant flies in there, too?
1: In <laughs> I, I think there is, is not, there a dragonfly? Not, not, um, Cornell
0: doesn't have that. Yeah, it's not Cornell. There's another the other websites for butterflies and dragonflies. <laughs> so um, we all have different levels of Spanish speakers in here. I speak none. Um, you all have heard my horribly butchered words, which you're, you're, I, your
1: holas and your grassinesses. I have
0: hola. <laughs> Um oh, My yamo, yes. as Hannah. Um, <laughs> so have you guys found it? Uh, difficult as you're traveling around Costa Rica Mm -hmm. with your different levels of Spanish to you know communicate with people that live here or have you found it really easy
8: I find it very intimidating Mm -hmm. because like I feel like anytime I go to speak Spanish to someone I'm just gonna like mess everything up and then I'm gonna get really embarrassed. which happens actually quite a lot but
4: (laughs) the other thing is a lot of people that like are working at certain like like stores and shops and stuff will see that we are American and will start talking in English to us when if sometimes I want to practice my Spanish even if I say like gracias they'll say like you're welcome and answer (laughs) like talk to me back in English so it makes it a little bit harder to practice Spanish but at the same time I see that they are trying to practice their
5: English too so it kind of goes both ways I guess. Yeah. I had a really good time getting to practice my Spanish. Um, I think that I was like just really intimidated by like being able to talk to native speakers, um, mm-hmm. but then I kind of realized like how advanced my Spanish actually is from being like going through the whole like Spanish semester school, um, and I was able to like really like learn the like different customs and like ways ways that they speak in Costa Rica because they do a lot of like interesting things that they don't do in, like, other, like, Spanish-speaking countries. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and so that was just really interesting to get to, like, find out and, like, talk to people here about, um... Like, Duanese. hmm And, like, getting to learn the slang and stuff was really fun, so...
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they have a lot of different... Like, every single country has different slang and different ways that they say things mm-hmm. that yeah. is just, like, vastly... It's, it's like going from, like, New York to Texas to Oregon. Yeah. It was just way different things that we say but it's the same language
7: I think the thing about Costa Rica is that their um, economy is so based heavily on tourism mm-hmm. and so because of that a lot of people learn English mm-hmm. here um, to yeah. accommodate the tourists and encourage them to come so it is easy if you don't speak Spanish well but as I always tell my students and I always tell people about are traveling to Spanish-speaking countries if you make any effort at all, people recognize that and they appreciate it. So even if you're worried about making mistakes, and I've made a bajillion mistakes in my time learning Spanish, people always appreciate you making an effort, and uh, they will honor that.
1: I speak in horrible, terrible, awful language of both English and uh, Spanish. Yes, and I concur. You concur? Yeah. Both ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I, I've I've been able to get along You're just fine Spanish with my. Is
4: really well. I I,
1: to I took good. one year of Spanish in high school. Okay, but like you were it. talking
4: to that
0: one guy and it was pretty impressive. He knows a lot of random words that get him through conversations. I, I, I
1: know a lot of just random stupid words. Well, and he also can,
0: uh, worked yeah. with a lot of native Spanish speakers, and they didn't necessarily. Some know of them English. didn't know English at all. And so so that he, was frustrating. Yeah, frustrating for me, frustrating them. for
1: them, because the whole barrier.
0: Yeah, as did Miss um, Bushart when she works in restaurants. Sometimes there's a lot of people who work there that don't necessarily speak best English, and so she needed to be able to communicate with them quickly too. So well, that's she, how I learned. Yeah, exactly. The,
4: yeah.
3: the
1: kitchen staff at most. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. Why do macaws mate for life? <laughs> about birds now.
1: I don't. I don't know why. So
3: because they love each. Because
1: they love each other. Well, have
7: you have you guys talked about the whole the story that Irene told today about how they do
3: mate for life,
6: but then the lady
1: but then they don't,
6: <laughs> he don't has twist. her bachelor
3: part bachelor part.
1: There's I've seen some bachelor. things that a lot of birds that we thought were monogamous really aren't that the the females or the males one or the other will secretly go off and do do whatever somewhere else and then come back and pretend like oh nothing happened it's fine and then and, so, and, and some species both will go off and oh nothing happened here i, I don't i don't yeah, really you, understand. where were you yeah exactly mm-hmm. i don't understand how it took us so long to figure that out but
0: <laughs> um so any other last thoughts what Wait. or actually i do have one last question So um, from this trip and this experience, what is your biggest takeaway that you're going to go back home and remember from this trip that maybe you learned or maybe you did or experienced and remember our tour director had those four words that we were going over. It's what? Understanding, growth, expand, and the fourth one that I can't remember, discover. Yeah. Are any of those things that you're going to take home and the experiences you had are going to change your future of your very long lives?
4: I think expand, that word, like expanding your comfort zone and stuff is something I'll take with me back home because it kind of has made me want to try new things and be like, well, why not just go for this? Why not try this new food or like do this activity or something? Because there's really nothing to lose. And so I think that isn't just a vacation mindset, but a mindset you can have like anywhere. So I think that's one Mm -hmm. thing I'll try to work on later at <laughs> one I?
5: thing I'm sorry you can go okay one thing our tour guide said was like be travelers not tourists and i've noticed a lot of the times like i try to like not look like a tourist and so i like will like not go somewhere just because i like don't want like to be judged like because i like don't speak spanish or because i like don't know something um and so i've kind of just like gotten to like understand that like traveling is, like, how the best way to learn about these other countries and, like, actually going to visit them, like, firsthand. Um, So I think I'm definitely going to take that home and just, like, not be embarrassed when I go somewhere new. Oh, yeah, we embarrass ourselves constantly. (laughs) We
1: spend our lives just embarrassed. I know.
3: I definitely want to expand on the discover word because when I go home, I kind of want to watch more birds. It's very interesting to me, but I also want to take away a quote that Hannah said today on the walk was every animal has its weaknesses and its strengths, which I never thought about. And it's really interesting why you said that and how you said that. And I definitely think that you can apply that to every bird that you see or animal. And people, of course, too. Yeah. Well,
1: people especially. I
0: have yeah. mostly weaknesses.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, this trip is just really going to change a lot. Cause, like, this is my first time being out of the country, so it's been a whole new experience all around. I just think everything I've learned from our tour guide is gonna impact me in my life. Like, about like women's rights, we talked about that, we talked about um, trash and littering, the deforestation. We just touched on so many big things that sometimes we can overlook. And I really think that I want to bring back the mindset of. I can do something about this, and I'm going to, or I'm going to try.
8: Um, I feel like I would take back, like, this trip, I feel like I've been so, like, open-minded and, like, open to, like, trying new things and trying, like, basically, what like Catherine said, like, trying new activities and stuff like that, and I want to take that back because I want to, like, be more open-minded to, like, looking, actually looking for, like, new birds and actually looking for, like, new species of animals and stuff like that and paying more attention to, like, the world around me. And, like, also touching on what Caitlin said about, like, like paying attention to, like, what's happening in the world around us and, like, trying to fix it and stuff.
2: I want to, like, travel more in the future. It's, like, an experience. Like, I have a fun time in a foreign country. Yeah. That I go to. <laughs> it's not on the spot. Things. It's on the
1: spot. You had like you had like yeah. an hour no. to think about it. <laughs> I didn't tell him that
0: one. <laughs> I thought of that right as we started recording. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Colby, do you have any takeaways?
6: They,
1: they covered out.
0: it. <laughs> well, Colby, you worked really hard for this trip. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you you put in a lot of effort. I mean, you guys all did, of course. Like, is there some what? What did you want to get out of this, and did you get what you wanted out of this?
6: I'm not sure what I wanted out of it to begin with. I just saw it and was like, that seems like something that's worth trying to get. So yeah. I just went ahead
1: and did it. Has, has it been worth all the effort leading up yeah. to it? Yeah, yeah, good. That's
3: awesome. I have a question for you, Colby. I, uh, I know you don't like heights, and I was really proud of you when I saw you go through that last zip line, so I, w- I was just wondering what was going through your mind, or did you just want to complete it with everybody?
6: <laughs> or you're like, there's no way down from here.
1: I've <laughs> gone too far, <laughs> I can't take back.
6: At some point, it was just like, in the moment, it's like, you just lay, like,
1: yeah.
6: you just kind of goes away, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it, but when
1: I was doing it, it just kind of... Oh, you, you seemed nervous on the first couple, but then you just kind of, kind of like, you just clipped in and just went for it after, yeah, after, after, after like, the, the third or fourth one. After a
6: few times, after they got used to it, it was just kind of yeah. like,
1: okay, let's go. I see so you were actually conscious, you weren't, like, unconscious and just, like, <laughs> getting drug along. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: And I think you guys have all done a great job of expanding your horizons and learning new things and uh, facing fears. I know when Eric dumped me in the kayak, um, I think I think Greg and Lucas were in the kayak. Yeah, I, think, I think
1: they were the only ones that directly saw it.
0: And I, I was screaming, there's fish in the water, there's fish in the water. And I know, because I'm freaked out by fish. Uh, but I know, like, that was something that I definitely think about when I go into a situation like that, that Eric's going to dump me in the water, and I'm going to have to swim with fish. That's why they're divorce
1: kayaks, and we try not to generally try not to get into it together. Yeah,
0: but, like, you guys have all done a great job, I think, of overcoming (laughs) a lot. And on this trip, and especially since you all got you guys are all in high school and you're in a foreign country with all your parents right now, I mean, that was something that was super stressing me out in high school. Like, I can go to outdoor school without like, being super upset in middle
3: school. Oh, it did for me two years ago. I honestly almost backed out at the last second because I had a panic attack. It's really scary, but you
0: guys have done a great job of banding together, I
1: think. Yeah, and we only have one more. One more full day of exploring and traveling and, and adventuring. And seeing birds. Oh, and seeing fly. birds. Lots of birds. Yeah.
0: So thank you guys yeah, all thank, so Yeah, thank much. you guys so So I have to give a shout out to a couple of the kids. Um, all of them were fantastic, and we were so lucky that we got to meet them. But a couple of them really made it a lot of fun for us. Mm-hmm. I know Caitlin, Catherine, Kyla... Um, I know there's some others that I'm missing, but they really opened up their minds to birding and made a big effort. And when we were walking the trail, like when we were with Rocio um, and that great Tenemu Mm -hmm. was on the side of the trail, they were in the front of the group. I was like in the back, like just... B.S.ing with you because we weren't seeing any birds and they saw that great tinamou and they called back to me, Hannah, Hannah, Hannah. And they, like, I went through the crowd to go see what it was and they were so excited to show me about the great tinamou. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty impressive bird and it was standing like five feet away from us. So that was pretty cool for me, but I was just so excited that they were so excited, you know, that we've made an impact and I mean, I can't say that every day that I've made an impact on somebody. So that was really yeah, that exciting. Was, that for was me. really
1: exciting, yeah. And um, Kyla didn't get a chance to sit in on the episode, and I feel bad. That
0: I know she wanted <laughs> I think, to. I think she
1: fell asleep early and forgot about it. She <laughs> falls asleep super easy. Yeah, but um, but we had a ton of fun talking with her.
0: She also would always compliment me on my clothes, so I appreciate that, <laughs> even though I dress very plainly. And she wrote us a note, and I think it probably had my favorite line. I, I've i had somebody write to me, but she said, I didn't know birdwatchers could be funny. So thank you for saying we're funny. But she also did mention that maybe we'd have more listeners if you guys were funny in your podcast. So. Well. I thought we were.
1: I guess. Maybe she maybe. Maybe she has a different sense of humor. (laughs) I I think I'm funny. We
0: don't hit the Gen Z crowd. (laughs) And then a couple of other kids. Colby, he became Eric's best friend by the end of the trip. And he learned a lot of wonderful things about eBird and iBird Pro, what they have to offer. And he also even started making his own eBird list by the the last day.
1: He had an eBird account and he was... He was like, "Oh, can you share that list with me?" So I, I shared the crocodile, um, the crocodile tram or the crocodile boat tour list with him that I made. So he's he's well on his way to getting to getting to ten thousand birds.
0: Yeah, and by <laughs> the end, Gavin was using my old binoculars the last few days. So I think we we kind of got him interested a little bit, and I maybe I think we made some success on our getting kids interested in birds.
1: Yeah, well. Maybe they are just trying to avoid speaking Spanish. So they are looking at birds.
0: <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, they were <laughs> too shy. But overall, we have to thank Irene. Irene, for, definitely. For, you know, just providing us with this wonderful experience. She was our tour guide. And the company we went with was EF Tours. And they do a lot of these, um, like, spring break trips for kids.
1: That's education first. So it's it's they're not nature tours, but they're, they're nature involved with... Like an educational tour.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you can't go to Costa Rica without being in without nature. being in nature, exactly. <laughs> and our, Irene was so wonderful the whole time. She helped us find our helped us find our guide Olmond, when we went to Monteverde
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, Cloud Forest. So we thank you for her for that, also for putting up with us being crazy bird watchers and asking her what all the birds were. <laughs> and even though she doesn't really proclaim to be a birder, she did a great job of pointing them out she, to us. She knows and, a lot of birds. Yeah, she does. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so um,
0: I, I hope you guys all enjoyed the the interview, and thank you again to all the kids that participated, and all those kids that were interested in birds a little bit.
1: Yeah, and thank you guys for listening to the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and or and or learned something new. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Music, and anywhere else that uh, podcasts like ours can be found. If you'd like to connect to us, um, follow us at Hannah Goes Birding and eric goes birding eric with a k hannah with an h on instagram or um or follow us on our facebook page hannah and eric go birding you can even email us at hannah and eric go birding at gmail.com tell us what you liked tell us what you hated you can tell us what you hated and what you hated just talk to us (laughs) and share us with your friends just uh
0: no i compliment sandwich that stuff
1: compliment sandwich
0: yeah Tell us what you hated. Tell us what you like. No. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you hated. Tell us what you like. Compliment sandwich that.
1: Serve the sandwich open face. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, thank you.